Oh my God! The world is a flutter. Hub Arkish lit the match, and the world is now a flutter. Welcome to the program on a Wednesday. I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you, boys and girls. The uh, the flu exists. Uh, ben, I thought it was eradicated. I didn't think the flu was anything anymore, but it does exist. So um, over the weekend, didn't feel real good, you know, and just kind of you get that nasal drippage and all that kind of stuff, and you you don't you don't feel good. You just know something's coming, you know. So I uh, I ended up uh, testing on Sunday. I tested on Monday. I tested again yesterday. All of them negative. I don't have the coronavirus. I don't have the Delta variant. I don't have Omicron, any of that stuff. Um, so I called my doctor and I, I woke up today. I said, hey, this is what I got. He, he went, Bill, you got the flu. I said, really? He said, yeah, you just brought, you, you got a, a variant of the flu. And, uh, and, and again, like I said, I've tested since Sunday. So I want to let everybody know I'm clear of the Rona, but the flu does exist. Who knew? In today's day and age, Ben, I thought the flu's been eradicated. But it does. Did you did you hear now they have flu-rona? Flu-rona exists. They have found flu-rona in uh, apparently a woman in, I think it was India, if I'm not mistaken. So she's got the flu virus and the coronavirus in her system. And uh, who knew that that was even a thing? That you could... I, I mean, I guess you could. You could get that, but I, we're going to start combining things now. That means about uh, three, four weeks ago, I had cofferia. So phew, look out for that. That's on the prowl. That's real. It is a Wednesday and many things. It means many things today. One, uh, first and foremost, it means that the Packers are back on the practice field. The biggest question is, is Bakhtiari back? Is Jair back and is he hitting? Um, do we see, say, Billy Turner? Do you see a, a sighting of Josh Myers? Is there a Zedaria Smith sighting at all? Do any of these things start to come to fruition? I know they wanted to get David Bakhtiari back. It'll be his first practice since Friday, December 17th, trying to get his legs under him. Doesn't mean he hasn't been working out. It just means that this is his first practice on the practice field with the rest of the team since, uh, since December 17th. So that's coming up. We've got Matt LaFleur coming up, Rob Reichel, uh, running for Forbes.com and uh, covering the Green Bay Packers. He will be joining us coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, the words, uh, and I know Hub Arkish. Hub, Hub, there's a lot of vitriol towards Hub right now. And, and I was watching uh, the notifications over on Twitter for what Hub said. I... I, I will disagree in the sense that I think when you look at a player's statistics, what it is they do to be an MVP, to lead teams, I think you have to look at that and you unfortunately you have to put blinders on. You have to have almost tunnel vision to say, look at this player as a player on the field. What are their accomplishments? What have they done, in all fairness? So you, you have to look at that. 
the the whole variant and immunization over vaccination, the personality of what he's doing with the toe, the um the the literature that he had sitting on his shelf during the Manning cast, um the critique of the quote woke culture, all of that, I think you have to put aside if you are going to listen to what is just being stated for MVP qualifications. Okay? If if Rodgers deserves it, he should get it. It's kind of like these guys that say, well, I really like this guy, but he was such a jerk to me, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I'll vote for him next year. Come on. He's either a Hall of Famer or he's not. He's either a Hall of Famer or he's not. It's the same thing here. He's either an MVP or he's not. Hub Arkish had this to say when asked specifically about Aaron Rodgers and MVP voting. Here's Hub Arkish. Do you have an MVP vote this year, Hub? I do. Yeah, I'm one of the AP. There's 50 of us who vote, and I am one of us. Did you reveal that you're not voting for Aaron Rodgers? Is that correct? I did. Yeah, I mean, I've been pretty consistent about that all year. Um, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. Has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument, but I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than than Jonathan Taylor or or Cooper Cup or, or maybe even Tom Brady. And, and so from where I sit, the rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice. Do I think he's going to win it? Probably. You know, the, the, a lot of the voters don't don't approach it the same way that I do. Others do who I've spoken to. Um, but one of the, the, the ways we get to keep being voters is we're not allowed to say who we are voting for until after the award has been announced. I'm probably pushing the envelope by saying who I'm not voting for. But we're, we're not really supposed to reveal our votes. Are off-field things like vaccination status supposed to factor in, or are there no guidelines for that? There's no guidelines. Uh, you know, we are told to pick the guy who we think is the most valuable to his team. And, and the, you know, I, I don't think it says anywhere, you know, strictly on the field. Uh, although I do think he hurt his team on the field, uh, you know, by, by the way he acted off the field. They're going to get the number one seed anyway, but what if the difference had come down to to the Chiefs game, you know, where he lied about being vaccinated and, and, and you know, ended up not playing and they got beat. So uh, I think all these things should be considerations. That, that's the way I look at it. He ruined the entire offseason for that football team. They were left in jeopardy. They had no idea what they were doing. Uh, a, a lot of the off-the-field stuff was wasted because he wasn't there. He tortured his fan base, um, uh, and, he's, and he's getting ready. He's already started doing it again. Yeah, no, I, I just think that, that the way he's carried himself is inappropriate. You know, the, 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 the vaccine thing just was one more uh, log on the fire, so to speak. I, I think he's a bad guy, you know, and I don't think a bad guy can be the most valuable guy at the same time. There you go. That's his reasoning. Um, now, would have, could have, should have, you, you, again, had that game come down to the Kansas City Chiefs game, I understand it, but it didn't. You know, had Tom Brady thrown five more interceptions, had Cooper Cup dropped four more balls, or been tackled, didn't get yards after the catch, and not gotten so many touchdowns on the season. You know, had Matthew Stafford not been as accurate, Cooper Cup would not have as many catches. There's a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda, but you can't base it on that. This is what the actual performance was. So uh, I, I respect Hub Arkish a lot. I really do. He is an incredibly, incredibly smart, well-connected, paid-his-dues kind of guy. 
And by the way, he was on 670, the score out of Chicago. That, uh, that was where that, uh, that conversation took place. So I, I really, I really like hug hub. And this doesn't change my opinion because he's always been a very strong minded guy. Um, but, and this is where it's tough because we, as doing what we do for a living, even Mike Clemens more so, we're not allowed in the locker room. So you don't get it because Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers is detrimental to his team, then Matt LaFleur had to overcoach that to get this team to the success level they are now. Right? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that make sense? So that that's what it is. Dan says, I can see why I don't listen to sports talk anymore. Well, Dan or Don, I, sorry. I it, It's topical. It's everywhere. It's not just sports talk. It's everywhere. It's on talk radio. I was listening to it this morning. It was on, on political talk radio. So you can't run from it. I mean, it is what it is. And let's be honest. Everything either Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre said in their career, it was like going back in the day, if you remember the old E.F. Hutton commercial, and then when somebody would say, well, E.F. Hutton said, and then the whole room would get quiet. When E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. Same thing. Tom Brady says something. Brett Favre says something. Aaron Rodgers says something. It's, it's what it is. It's what it is. So anyway, that's, that's what lit the world on fire yesterday. And I wanted to start out with that. Look, I think Aaron Rodgers, and maybe I'm a little bit biased because it's the Green Bay Packers, but I think when you look at it totality-wise, beginning to end, not only is this team the number one team overall in the National Football League, but also he is the top leading quarterback who touches the ball more than anybody in the entire National Football League. He's got the best touchdown-to-interception ratio in the National Football League. He's done it through all of the injuries. He's done it with his own injury. I, that's the reason I give it to him. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, it's just a thought. But also, does the argument then make sense for Matt LaFleur to get coach of the year? And, and I'll say this for Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor has done a tremendous job. But last year, without Joe Burrow, that was a mess. This year with Joe Burrow, and, and he gets a lot of credit for that, but this year with Joe Burrow, they have been able to overcome a bad offensive line, and they've actually won the division. But also, look at the way they've handled success. Look at their record throughout the season. Look at the common opponents that these two teams have faced. Packers beat them head-to-head. I know it was an ugly game, but it was there for both teams to win, not just one. So they beat Baltimore, and they celebrate, and they have a great time doing so. They turn around the very next week, and they lost to the Jets. To the Jets. They lost to the Bears. They lost to the Packers. They got killed by the Browns at home, 41-16. They, they, they get the big win over the Steelers. They sweep the season 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 series, dropping 41 on them. Huge win. Then the very next week, defense goes away. They get drilled by uh, the Chargers at home, 41-22. They get beat by the 49ers, who also the Packers beat, 26-23, at home. So I can't vote for, for Zach Taylor, even though it's been a tremendous season for Cincinnati. I can't. I just can't. Packers lost their first game of the season in ugly fashion. They weren't prepared. They lost the Kansas City game. Aaron Rodgers was out. It was a tough, hard-fought game. And Jordan Love clearly just didn't look like he was ready for prime time. But they kept that game close. 
And then the other game they lost was a, a good, hard-fought game in which they made a lot of mistakes, and you give a lot of credit to the Minnesota Vikings up in Minnesota. Beyond that, this team's won every game in front of them. Against, again, the fourth toughest schedule in the National Football League. I can't go in any other direction other than Matt LaFleur. Uh, we're going to step away, take a quick break, come back a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Agree or disagree? Stay tuned right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You're not going to hold a grudge, everybody. And do you know that you're probably never going to win an MVP again? That's probably never going to happen, right? Really, man. I think that's, that's a legitimate, legitimate statement. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show admitting, hey, I uh, probably screwed up. Or at least uh, people are going to say I screwed up when it comes to the the MVP voting. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please uh, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, the Packers yesterday activated uh, Kingsley Kiki, uh, the tackle Dennis Kelly, wide receiver Omari Rogers, and safety Darnell Savage all came back from the reserve COVID list. Billy Turner's on it. Billy Turner's on it. So he uh, most likely will not be on the practice field this week. But Billy Turner is now tested positive. But it's good to see uh, Kingsley Kiki, Dennis Kelly, Amari Rogers, and Darnell Savage Jr. all back from the COVID list. So if anything, if anything, at least, um, at least you have your team trending in the right direction as far as COVID goes, and guys are coming back in more droves than they are getting off of it or going on to it. That makes sense. Uh, 877-867-1670. Your thoughts on what was discussed, I guess, for lack of a better term. Your thoughts on what was discussed as the the Packers get ready for the Detroit Lions. Some of the thoughts on the MVP. Uh, I think, personally, I think Rodgers um, has it, but I think it's going to be closer than what a lot of people are giving it credit for. And uh, you just kind of kind of wait and see. Wait and see what happens. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us. Um, Robert says, this is the MVP. It's, it's not the man of the year award. There was a whole lot worse shenanigans going on in the NFL. Rogers' wishy-washy explanation of his vaccination and such. Enjoy writing more stories of the world of, uh, of suck that you live in in Chicago. <laughs> That's from Robert. Robert, I get it. I understand it. I get where you're coming from. Because it is uh there there's there's a bias there. I don't no doubt about it. 877-867-1670. If you want to head us up, do it. Uh as <clears throat> Corey says, as much as I like to see Matt LaFleur get coach of the year, I think it has to be uh, Mike Vrabel. Titans are the number one seed and have been missing their best player, Derrick Henry. And they've started 88 different players this year, the most in the league. See, Vrabel's a guy that I think is getting some very quiet consideration. There's more. If you look at Vegas right now, the two top odds makers are um, Zach Taylor out of Cincinnati and Matt LaFleur. 
in Green Bay, but I think Vrabel should uh, get more. I think Vrabel should get more consideration, to be honest with you. Than, and he's got Tannehill. Do we look at Joe Burrow and, and Ryan Tannehill and say they're they're one and two? No. I think we look at Burrow and say Burrow's a better quarterback. I mean, Burrow, you could argue, might be the best quarterback right now in the AFC. I don't think he's over Patrick Mahomes, but that's the argument this morning, was, and I think it's more so clickbait than anything. But that was the discussion this morning, is Joe Burrow the best quarterback in the AFC? Or is it Justin Herbert? Is it Josh Allen? Who might be the best quarterback in the AFC right now? And Ryan Tannehill is nowhere to be found. So you don't even have the best quarterback in the AFC, even mentioned in the same breath with everyone else, and you lost the best player in the AFC in Derrick Henry, uh, and you still are the number one seed. Yeah, I think you have to have some consideration. I would agree with that. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Jamarcus says, uh, hey, Bill, great topic. I heard the comments live yesterday and almost drove off the road. Uh, do you think he will lose, he meaning Hub Harkish, will lose his voting status because of this? No. Hub's been in the, Hub has been in the, in the league and, and working in the league. Um, I, I couldn't even tell you how long, but probably as long as I've been alive. Um, Hub has been around the NFL for so long and has such respect. Um, I mean, at the very least, they may say, hey, Hub, don't don't go on and, and do that again. But I don't think so. I don't think Hub has any repercussions because of that. He, I mean, remember, Hub Arkish and his family and for what they've done. Remember the old publication, Pro Football Weekly? That's theirs. I mean, that's how long. I mean, I've been reading that going back to when I was in high school. So, I mean, that's how long Hub and that family have, have been around and doing it in the NFL. So, to say, there will there, will there or will there not be repercussions? No, I don't think so. don't think that's going to happen. Um, Gunslinger12 <clears throat> says, uh, no, personal feelings should not play into this. But, of course, they will. Uh, Ken says, Rogers feels like he duped a lot of people and then blamed them for being duped. That's kind of like asking somebody to give you $20 because you have to run down the street to buy food for your family and then turning around and finding you in the casino trying to double down on your money and when asked about it, then looking the person in the eye saying, well, you should have asked me exactly where I was going. Um, it's kind of not the same, but I understand what it is you're trying to say. Uh, Matt says... Aaron Rodgers should win the MVP. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be both winning Coach of the Year and MVP. I can't imagine both guys. Now, again, I'll mention this, though, uh, and I'll start out by saying this. I've said it yesterday, and if you're a superstitious person, if they don't win Coach of the Year or the MVP, I don't care. Because remember, only seven coaches since 1970 and only ten players in the history of the award have gone on to win the Super Bowl after being named either Coach of the Year or the MVP. I'd much rather have Matt LaFleur hoisting a Lombardi trophy and Aaron Rodgers the MVP of the Super Bowl after a win and bringing the title back to Titletown than either of those other awards. Yes, they're legacy awards. I understand that. But I, I think everybody knows what Matt LaFleur has done in his first three seasons. Matt LaFleur doesn't need to pad his resume by saying, I've won the Coach of the Year, because everybody in the business knows what kind of a coach he is. Right? 
It's not like you're going to look at him versus, say, Sean McVay or anybody else going for a head coaching job at another organization and go, you know what? This guy's got the coach of the year. This guy doesn't. Uh, no, you're going to look at the guy and go, okay, how, what, what are you organizationally? What are you when it comes to calling plays? What are you when it comes to getting your team ready to play on Sunday? What is your overall record? Who did you have? I mean, they're going to look at analyze all of that. And how do you interview? You know? So, no, I don't, uh, I don't have it here. If, if they don't win those awards, uh, that's just like stacking stats at this point. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't win his fourth MVP, okay, so what? He can come back and win it again next year or the year after. You know? What I'm more concerned with, if you really want to build your legacy, if you really, really, really want to build your legacy, then you win the, uh, win the championship. Now, don't get me wrong. If you win the, the MVP award and you go out and say, I am going to defy the odds, I'm going to win the MVP award and I'm going to be the Super Bowl MVP and we're going to bring the trophy home, and you, that is your goal, so I'll take it because that's that motivation. That's that, hey, I've, I've, I've still, I'm striving here. But on the scorched earth tour, if this indeed ends up being that from Aaron Rodgers, then I'll take that as the motivation because he's been motivated to play and play well all season long. The rest of the stuff I think people just glom onto. I do it every now and then. Well, I shouldn't say every now and then. I think we do it almost every week. But there's always something that's, st- that's said that you have to look at and go, wait a minute. You know, this is your quarterback saying this, and you have to either agree or disagree or at least discuss it. Uh, Speaking of discussions, when we come back, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, he's going to be joining us. We'll hear from Rob, get his thoughts on all of this. And he knows Hub, too. He knows Hub Arkers. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, and uh, we're glad to have you on a very snowy, windy day in the state of Wisconsin. Not that it's really going to accumulate to a lot, I guess, but uh, just a weird day. A lot of just stuff blowing around out there. Packers in the Hudson Center getting back on the practice field, getting themselves ready for um, for the game coming up on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. And uh, speaking of Quick Trip, I just, uh, just got my... Uh, my quick trip cards for guests in uh, yesterday, and uh, the, our next guest has some cards coming to him, so he's going to have some free gas. Our buddy Rob Reichel's here. Rob, how you doing, pal? I'm great. How are you, Billy? I am good. Um, let's start with Hub Arkish's comments that set the world on fire yesterday coming out of Chicago. Um, I understand what he's saying in its entirety. However, I'm of the belief that you just kind of look at what they've done on the field and, you know, the record and all that kind of stuff, and then you kind of make your determination for MVP or Coach of the Year from there. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, you know, I don't want to bang on Hub too much. I, I, I'm with you, Bill, for the most part. This, this isn't like a, a Bonds, uh, a Clemens steroids kind of thing. It's, it's, it's not whatever Antonio Brown off the field It's it's not a Henry Ruggs ran someone over with his car um, and, and killed a guy type situation, right? I mean, 
is, is he a bad guy? I mean, that, that certainly helps opinion. He, he's more than entitled to it. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that share that opinion, that he put the Packers through a lot of nonsense in the offseason and all that drama. And, and there's a lot of people that had issues with his vaccine, vaccination status and lying about it and things like that. But but I'm with you, Bill. When you when you break it down and you look at it just strictly on the field, and, and to me, um, it, again, he hasn't done anything that puts him in the category, like I mentioned earlier, of the steroid guys or the Henry Ruggs or anything like that. Um, he, he's done more than enough on the field to, to win MVP number four, uh, whether you like him or Brady or Cup or Taylor, I guess, is, is your personal opinion. But I, I just don't think there's enough there on a personal level uh, as a bad guy, quote-unquote, as Hub Ar- Arkish called him, uh, to take him out of the running and not vote for him strictly on, on those merits. To me, it still comes strictly down to what, what's been done on the field with Rogers, Bill. And, and I think, in theory, that that's going to be enough. There, there's going to be other voters, Bill, like Hub, that, that hold some of this stuff against him. Um, but, again, I... I all this stuff about stripping Hub of his of his uh, no. MVP vote and all that kind of stuff. I think that's extreme. I think I'm not a big cancel culture guy. I think that's nonsense. Um, but again, I, I certainly don't share Hub's opinion that you take him out of the running because of what happened last off season. Um, now on the field or off the field, if we want to look at it that way. So this week, uh, there's a lot of talk about Bakhtiari coming back. Obviously, Billy Turner's not going to be back because he went on the COVID list, but. Uh, Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander, getting ready. How dire do you feel it is, first and foremost, to get those two guys into this contest? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty important. You you wouldn't want their first appearance in, in in a utopian world, Bill, to come in the divisional round when let's see, well, let's say Dallas comes to to Lambeau Field three weeks, you know, two and a half weeks from now, you know, in, in a game like that, you'd, you'd love for them to get. Uh, 30, 40 snaps th- this particular week. Maybe you don't play him the full game, but maybe Bakhtiari is out there for three or four series at some point in time. Same deal with, with Alexander. Uh, the guy LaFleur did not mention on Monday, which I found interesting, Bill, was the Darius Smith. He, he, he pretty much just talked about the, those other two pro bowlers uh, potentially coming back and certainly going to do some work, a lot more work this week, you know, at, at practice would be Bakhtiari and Alexander. It, it seems to me, Bill, they're trending in that direction. I know when you and I have talked in the past about injuries uh, with, with, with a lot of these guys, that, that I, I kept saying week 17, week, week 18, to me kind of made the most sense. Get them back then, kick off some of the rust. And, and make sure they're ready to go when the postseason arrives. And it kind of seems like the Packers are following that, that, that game plan as well, Bill. We'll, we'll know a lot more here over the next two or three days. Would you sit Rodgers in this game? No, I, I wouldn't. Um, I, I'm a big advocate that this, you're an NFL player, you play in the games, and, and the rust is a bad thing. We learned that in 2011, Bill. I think, you know, uh, was it the 15-1 and one season? Uh, that, that team that everybody had circled uh, going and winning a Super Bowl, and they came out and laid an absolute dud, an egg against the Giants in, in the divisional round, uh, the, their first playoff game. Aaron Rodgers had, had a 21-day rest uh, that season, Bill. And if you remember, that was his first MVP season. He was unbelievable that year. 15 of his 16 games, his passer rating was over 100. The only game it wasn't was that game they lost to the Chiefs, Bill. And, and then he sits for three weeks, and, and he comes out and is passer rating against the Giants in the divisional round with 78.5, uh, his lowest in a year and a half. 
And, and he wasn't good that day. The defense wasn't good that day. Uh, Mike McCarthy wasn't good that day. They fumbled the ball three times. I think that, that year, Bill, they had only had six fumbles, and they fumbled three times and lost them all that day against the Giants. I just I think that much time off and that much rust, Bill, is, is tough for some of these guys to, to kick off. You're, you're almost – they've had first-quarter problems the way it is, Bill. You know, a, a lot of these teams, you see it, that, that rest their guys. It, it takes them a quarter to get going. And, and sometimes they don't get going whatsoever. Uh, that was the case, obviously, for Green Bay in, in 2011. And, and, and I think, you know, I think Rodgers is at the front and center of beating the drum that, that he doesn't want that to happen again and, and a repeat. I'm not saying, Bill, you know, play him all 12 series and 75 snaps in a meaningless game against the Lions. But I think you treat this like, you know, uh, back in the day when, when, when these guys treated exhibition games like they mattered, uh, and, and you play them three series and, and 25 snaps, let's just say, against Detroit some Sunday. Uh, I'm looking for some Jordan Love time, uh, but then again you start to prioritize some of the guys that maybe should play or shouldn't play or get a little bit uh, of – of playing time, get lathered up, and then get the hell out of there. I'm, I'm looking for Devontae Adams to get out of there. Aaron Jones, who's been nicked up on and off throughout the season, I'm looking for him to get a little bit of time and then get out of there, if I play him at all. Um, obviously, you look at guys like Devondre Campbell. You can't see anybody, but uh, this is going to be a game where I think you empty the bench, right? Well, just remember, though, Bill, I mean, it, it's not like a – a typical exhibition game in August where, where you've got 90 or 80 or whatever the, the number is that that particular week to go ahead and play with. Um, you know, you can only keep so many active on, on game day. They'll only have, I would think, eight offensive linemen, let's say, up on on, on Sunday. So, um, it, and, and they'll have the, you know, numbers crunches at some of those other positions as well. I mean, I'm with you. You obviously get your – you know, your, your, your top five, six, seven, eight guys out of there as, as quickly as possible. And it's a lot of Patrick Taylor time at running back and, you know, a, a, a lot of throws to Equinemia, St. Brown and, and, and the tight ends and, and things like that. And, and you go de- as deep as you can in, in your cornerback room. I mean, it's crazy to say, Bill, but you, you probably want to get Rasul Douglas out of there. You want to get, you know, you want to get those two safeties off the field. I, I'm with you 100. percent You get, you, you, you get Devondre Campbell off the field. You get Kenny Clark off the field, and 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 you go with a whole heck of a lot of, you know, the backups up there. But um, you know, again, you, you take you know eight or ten or twelve guys out of the mix, Bill, and you're only down to 35, let's call it, or something like that, who who can play, and, you, and you've got to play with 22. So. Um, they'll, they'll get guys off as, as I, I think as quickly as possible. And, and again, I, I think your 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 monster stars like Adams and Rogers, you're only looking at for maybe two, three series, a quarter, or something like that in this game. The others they'll they'll kind of remove, I would assume, you know, based on on the flow of the game and and things to that effect. But you, you know, you, you've only got so many up on game day, Bill, and uh, that that's the difference between this this and the exhibition season. So they're still going to probably have to go with, you know, even when that game finishes, Bill, I, I would still assume, you know, there's, there's probably eight to ten starters still on the field. Talk with uh, Rob Reichel of uh, Forbes.com, Conley Media as well with Packers coverage. Uh, last thing before I let you go. So I know there's a lot of consternation about who's going to win Coach of the Year, and I've said it all along, being a superstitious guy, only seven coaches since 1970 have won Coach of the Year and won the Super Bowl. Only ten players have won the MVP and then gone on to win a Super Bowl. Uh, but I think Matt LaFleur deserves it. I know Zach Taylor's being talked about a lot. Uh, you talk about Tennessee and what they've done. 
But I think this is the year that if you're going to look at and give a nod to the head coach uh, that's done the probably the best job overall, wouldn't you have to give it to Matt LaFleur? I, I would without question, Bill, and, and you certainly know me well enough to know the farthest thing I am is a homer. Um, but we're talking about a guy who's 30, you know, he, he's gotten almost no love the last two years, Bill, and I think if people go back and look that, and, and again, I get it, it's a year-to-year award, but, but he, he's been ignored his first two years almost completely in Green Bay. Um, he, he's 39-9. and nine. Uh, you, you could argue this is his best coaching job because this is far and away the most that they have been beat up. Um, uh, in, in a season, he had remarkable good health and fortune, you know, from his football team. And in, in 19 and 20, took those teams to NFC Championship games. Obviously, he's got the exact same record now uh, that, that he did in those particular years, and he's done it, Bill, with uh, you know, without his left tackle, his Pro Bowl left tackle, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl cornerback. I mean, on and on we could go with with the injuries. I mean, four out of five offensive linemen, uh, you know, were not preferred starters. No, so what he's done, Bill. Um, dominating that division, I think he's 15 and two now in, inside the North, and I get it, the North's not great, but he's, he's had remarkable success there. Um, finding a way to win all these close games, Bill has done. I mean, we, we could spend all day going on and on about his numbers in close games. They're, they're just remarkable uh, how well he's done in those particular games. Um, I, Bill, I think if anybody would have told you back in September. Uh, that this group was going to have all these all these guys on IR, you probably would have. You and I probably would have both guessed. You know, right. eleven and six, ten and seven, twelve and five. Not not trending toward fourteen and three. So you know, right. I, I'm with you. Bill Belichick's going to get some love. Uh, like you mentioned, Taylor and Brable are, are going to get some love. But but I I agree with you, Billy. I think this is the fourth year. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. But thanks for joining us, and we'll t- chat again soon. Uh, check the mailbox here in a few days, too, pal. Always fun. Thanks, Bill. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Rob Reichel joining us for a couple of minutes and uh, giving us his thoughts. Some interesting statistics about sitting your quarterback. Some interesting statistics about sitting your quarterback in the final week of the season. I want to get into that when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. When the Packers take on the Lions Sunday at noon at Ford Field, it'll be the team with the best record in the NFC against the team with the worst record. The Lions lost to the Seahawks Sunday 51-29. Detroit's Jared Goff was out with a knee injury. Former Packers quarterback Tim Boyle reviewed two of the three interceptions he threw in Seattle. The other one late in the game, you know, I kind of had to move a little bit so I can get vision. And by that time, I just physically couldn't, couldn't put enough on the ball. Um, and then the, the first interception is, uh, is just a, a horrible mistake on my, on my part that uh, fortunately I'll be able to bank and, and never do again, but um, hurts. You know, three interceptions, you can't do that. You're never going to have an opportunity when you turn the ball over three times in a game. The Lions had to place both their starting offensive tackles on the COVID list yesterday. The Packers got back several players, including safety Darnell Savage, defensive lineman Kingsley Kiki, and right tackle Dennis Kelly. On offense, the Packers had to settle for a pair of field goals and a punt in the first quarter Sunday night against the Vikings. Green Bay running back A.J. Dillon. You never want to start slow, but you know one thing I feel like we continuously do week in and week out is uh, sticking together. And Matt LaFleur was asked as he and his coaches decide which veterans should start this Sunday. Will that include discussing it with the players? Oh, 100%. 
Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you have players of that caliber, you certainly want to lean on those guys. They got a great pulse of the locker room. There are leaders in that locker room. So we'll definitely have that conversation with them. You kind of get away everything and then just make the best decision possible for your football team. That's Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. for you to think about um the uh the quarterbacks in recent history that have clinched early and then rested uh patrick mahomes in 2020 uh the baltimore ravens uh, lamar jackson in 2019 and the saints with drew Brees in 2018 all of those teams sat their quarterbacks our buddy Dave Schrader up in Green Bay says, I see it both ways. Name a starting quarterback who got injured in a meaningless Week 17 game. I, you just can't think of any. He said, but I can think of a lot of times that say Peyton Manning rested and lost. Peyton lost in the divisional round after the playoffs in a bye in 1999, 2005, 2007, 2012, and 2014. Now, he was also running into Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, so that's somewhat understandable. But he's right. Uh, I don't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers and company playing in the game. I, you, the only way I'm setting these guys, I'm going to have them just not play is if they're nursing an injury. Now we know Rodgers is, but Rodgers came away, knock on wood, unscathed last week. And hopefully he does this week again for whatever limited time he's going to actually be on the field. Um, but I, it's, it's an interesting conundrum. Because you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. If by chance Rodgers plays and gets hurt, Matt LaFleur knows he's going to be crucified. What are you doing playing him? Why are you playing the guy? He's got a bad toe. He can't scram. Whatever, you know. But you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. So the old thought process is, and and Ron Wolf said this to me years ago when I asked him the same thing when it comes to sitting guys. He said, if you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, you always go down swinging. So if you're going to go down, go down swing. In other words, if I'm going to go down, unless it's completely, you know, stupid to play somebody, I'm going down with my best players. Doing what I what it takes to get you there. So an interesting discussion. Uh, I'm not going to give you the guy's name, but he, he says to me, sad you support Hub, but you need to do better on the YouTube, uh, talking about 12 viewers, which, by the way, YouTube is one of five different platforms that we're on. So... You know, I'm not too worried about YouTube numbers. It's over the air that counts. And, oh, by the way, we have a network and our ratings are really good. So there you go. Uh, but he says, sad I promote uh, Hub. Hub is a clown, and you should tell him he is uh, a clown with his take on Rogers. I never supported Hub. I support him as a person and as a friend, but I don't support his take. And if you were any kind of a radio guy, which you claim to be, you would understand that by listening a little bit better. I said I disagree with his take. I, I disagree with Hub Arkish. I would be voting for Aaron Rodgers. I understand what Hub is saying. I get it. Everything he says, I understand. Completely. But I disagree with it. I would be voting for Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers has done enough to be the MVP. When you look around at everybody else that has faltered throughout the season that was in the running, you know, that that early it was Tom Brady. He's still there, but he's also had more interceptions and he's had a lot of guys around him go down 
And then when they lose a game or two, it's always, well, because they lost this guy or that guy. Nobody's given Rodgers credit for the fact that they've lost this guy or that guy, and they still win. You, I can make a case in every argument for Aaron Rodgers to be the MVP. That's the reason I would give him the MVP, period. Same thing with Matt LaFleur. You can look at what Vrabel's done, and he probably he, between him and Belichick should be two more of the deserving candidates up against Matt LaFleur than what I would say Zach Taylor.